Luke chapter 8 verse 22. Are you ready? Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over and to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. And they launched forth. Let's read Mark 4 and verse 35. Same account. But this, the NOG is the names of God version. That evening, Yeshua said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side. I love this one, you know, I was rhyming with some words when I had this one. Yeshua said to his disciples, Ingieni Mashua. And they said, sure. Hallelujah. This is a sure word. Amen. You know, I want to appreciate, join me as we appreciate Pastor Don. And uh, come on, let's go ahead and, and the pastoral team of this house. When he began that series on breakthrough, beginning with the master of breakthroughs, we are so honored. Pastor, our lives will never be the same, Nairobi Lighthouse Church. Those life-changing messages together with the other pastors have opened the door for miracles to take place, breakthroughs to take place in so many lives. And I agree with you, Pastor. Even though we are a few hours from 2024, a new year, by the grace of God, that same one will continue to multiply miracles and breakthroughs this congregation and the families of this church in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let me begin by saying it. That just because you are with Christ in the boat, it doesn't mean that you won't have any problems or challenges in life. Good news. But no matter what happens, as long as we remain in the boat, say, remain in the boat. With him, with Christ, obeying his command, we will break through. I've just given you a secret of breaking through. Different versions in the Bible put it this way. I added my own because mine are in the italics. But different versions put it this way. They say, we are going over. We are also passing through. And another one says, we are passing over. So I, I, wrote the, I wrote this way. I put it this way. We are going over every hurdle. We are passing through the waters of trouble and hindrance. We are passing over every barrier and obstacle to our breakthrough. Say amen. Now, if Jesus says, let us go to the other side. If he says to us, let us go to the other side, like he said to his disciples, he will get us to the other side where he really wants us to be. The title of my message today is Breakthrough Busters and Boosters. Breakthrough Busters and Boosters. Let me first start by those things that don't aid our breakthroughs. Because I believe we'll need this message even next year. The things that don't aid our breakthrough, I call them Breakthrough Busters. The word buster means a person or a thing that stops or gets rid of a specified thing. A buster is one that breaks, breaks up, or eliminates something. Please join me and let's put a stop to anything and everything that seeks to hinder or break up 
or eliminate our breakthrough. Amen? The next point I'm going to give you, have no order of priority. This is just as I receive them. The first one is this. Number one. Buster number one. Do not hold unforgiveness. Say it with me. Do not hold unforgiveness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2 to 6 in the Amplified. Let's read it together. Be, be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. Yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. You see, unforgiveness works this way. It has, it has relas, who are called anger, bitterness. It has nephews and nieces who are called resentment and, and malice. You should never hold unforgiveness in your heart against another. Amen? Number two, do not murmur or complain. Do not murmur or complain. This may be due to discontentment, dissatisfaction, or annoyance about something. You could be annoyed about something. You're discontent. You're dissatisfied. That's why people murmur, complain, grumble. The children of Israel are a good example. They complained to Moses and Aaron. And this is what they said in Numbers chapter 14 and verse 2 from the God's Word translation. They complained and they said, if only we had died in Egypt or this desert. If only we had died in Egypt or this desert. Now they continued. If you read chapter 11 of Numbers, 12, 13, 14, especially 11, 14, and 16, 15 and 16. It marks their journey, Israel's journey, into murmuring, complaining, grumbling, and finally even rebelling against God and against the servants of God. You know, you and I have to be very, very careful that we are not murmuring against authority. We are not saying things or grumbling. Let me tell you something. Somebody said this. Maybe you could even be complaining to your wife. You're complaining ab about taxes. You're complaining about the government. You're complaining. Come on, let me tell you something. Somebody once said this. If you complain, you remain. But if you praise, you will be raised. So the choice is yours. Number three. Do not fear. Do not fear. We tend to fear, especially when we can't see the way through. We tend to fear when we can't see the way through. Or we are in a crunch. When the disciples saw the storm, they witnessed the boat was filling up with water. And to their amazement, Jesus is still asleep in the boat. Same boat. Fear struck their hearts like a lightning bolt. Some of these guys must have had visions of death by drowning. In fact, I just was imagining some of the things that could have happened. James and John trying to solve the problem. Now remember, this was at night. They left at night in the evening. So it's dark and a storm has hit the boat with Jesus in it. James and John, I can hear them saying, let's call for fire from heaven to dry this lake. To take off this water. 
And I hear Peter say, I'll walk on the water. But then I hear Thomas say as well, I doubt it, I doubt it, I doubt it. Fear, fear will kill you. Fear is a killer. But don't be fooled. It is, you've had this before, false evidence appearing as real. Fear is false evidence appearing as real. The disciples would not have drowned. There's no way they were going to drown. Why? Because Jesus was in the boat. The worst scenario, what if they drowned? Jesus would have raised them up. Next scenario, what if the boat filled with water and it began to sink? Well, Jesus would have told them, fellows, follow me. And they would have all walked on water. Amen? Is anything too hard for the Lord? One of the reasons I'll tell you, there's no way that they were going to drown. Jesus was not going to drown there. Jesus, it is nowhere in Bible predicted that Jesus died through drowning. Jesus died on a cross, on a tree. I remember, fear is a terrible thing. I remember when we were younger, light from outside would pick up the shadows, would pick up the, 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 the objects on the inside of the room and cast shadows inside the room when we were younger. And then you look inside and you think, there's a monster in the room. It seemed like the world was coming to an end. Remember when you were that young? Remember when you saw some of your children, hold on to them. They might ask you, you know, Daddy, how come, how come the pastor knew that I was afraid last night? I saw a monster in my room. You see, fear will rob you your victory. Fear will rob you your breakthrough. Don't be afraid. Jesus turned to the disciples and said, Why are you afraid? I'm here. I'm with you. I said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So why are you afraid? Come on. Just believe what Jesus said. Number four, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't run. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9 in the ESV, And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Pastor just stood here today and says, don't give up. And this is for somebody here today. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your work. Maybe, you know, it's just something that's trying you. You know, in the midst of your responsibility. I'm here to tell you, God is speaking to somebody here. Don't give up. Amen. Things are not working. Don't give up. Amen. The worst thing that the disciples would have done in that boat, some of them to jump out of the boat. Why? They would have given up. Staying in the boat, moving forward to reach the goal that Christ had for them. And I'll tell you, they would have perished. They would have perished. But they all lived because they did not give up. They were fighting, removing the water from the boat as much as they could, toiling while trying to wake Jesus at the same time. Well, they caught his attention. And you know what he did. There was a calm and peace came in the midst of trouble. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap. When you quit, you lose your harvest. If we do not give up. Don't allow yourself to get tired, discouraged, 
and even lose your enthusiasm. Also, don't pretend that you don't need a breakthrough. Not everybody saying to yourself, not everybody wins anyway. And it's not even worth it. After all I've put into it. Remember that whenever you and I take flight in fear, giving up on the battle, we give up back to the enemy. But instead we ought to do what David did. David faced his enemy. The whole army feared. But David faced his enemy and he defeated his enemy. To David, Goliath was some form of false evidence appearing as real. To David, Goliath was a fake. Number five, don't doubt. Don't doubt. The Bible tells us in, in uh, James 1.6, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the waves of the Blown and tossed by the wind. If you really have a problem with doubt or you, you really have to doubt. I have some good advice for you. How many of you want it? Good advice. Doubt your doubts. Amen. Doubt your doubts and believe God. Shout amen. Hallelujah. Remember this game, the electric maze. Do you remember the electric maze? We've done it here in Lighthouse when we're having, a, you know, all those kind of a, a sporting events. And it's a metal that uh, you put it in, inside another a maze, of, of course, made of metal. And it is electrified. So if you touch the edge on either side of that round end, you know what happens? Even if you're this close to the end, what happens? It goes how? And then what happens? You have to come all the way down and start all over again. That's what doubt does to your breakthrough. You get almost there and then you come back to the base. Don't doubt. Believe God. See, I see all these five as miracle and destiny killers. And definitely, definitely, they are breakthrough stoppers and busters. That's what they are. And you know what they are. Okay? Finally, the word, let's talk about boosters now. Let's finish with some breakthrough boosters. I want to boost your faith. I want to boost you up for your inheritance. Amen? Now, what are these boosters? The word booster means an action or thing that improves or increases something. That increases something. I would say in my own words, I would say it's something that acts as a catalyst, speeds the process, gets you closer, quicker to what you're looking for, what you're aiming for, a catalyst. So number one, number one, booster number one, favor. Favor will get you to your breakthrough. Amen? Psalms 5 and verse 12, read it with me if you can. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor... You will surround him as with, a, as with a shield. Never forget who you are. You say, oh, I'm a farmer. I'm a mother. I'm a teacher. You know, I'm a politician. I'm a scholar. You know, I'm just a young lad. Never forget who you are. And never forget whose you are. You're not just that young man, that young woman. You know what you just think you say you are in the natural. Who, whose are you? Come on, you are. A child of the Most High God. 
have, you know, having the right perspective in life changes everything. Everything. And I say everything. We are in a covenant relationship with God. That's why we are in the boat with Christ today. In this life, it's such a great privilege to know we can keep company with Jesus because his presence makes all the difference. The angel Gabriel came, and what did he say? Early in the book, in fact, this is the first chapter of, of Luke, the beginning of our, of our Gospels. What did he say to her? Greetings, you all who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Come on. Don't forget, Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Don't forget that you and I are highly favored, not just highly favored too. God brought his word to us in the same manner that he brought it to this highly favored woman called Mary, the mother of Jesus, so that Christ could be born in us and through us to be revealed yet to the world. We who were not a people are now called a people of God. We are loved. We are cherished, we are regarded highly, and we have become a treasured possession of God and the apple of his eye. Say, that's me. So what's the point here? Well, the point is that I had some of you asking me, so what's the point? This is your question. Let me give you another question to answer. How or have you ever heard of a great president whose son was going through life without school fees, without shoes, without food to eat. He couldn't even afford medical treatment, medical care when he ailed. Let me tell you, it will never happen. This young man, whoever he is, his father, as long as his father lives, his needs are covered perpetually. Now, do you want to tell me that all these fathers, presidents, and leaders, and CEOs of companies are greater than our God? No. Listen to the words of Paul. Paul said this, But my God shall supply all your need. I said, but my God. I know there are so many needs sitting here today. I want to prophesy to you. Your God, my God. Paul says, my God. Hallelujah. You know, shall do what? Shout supply. All my need according to your riches in, his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. David brought Goliath down, not because he had Saul's armor or sophisticated weapons like AK-47. He brought him down through one tool, one thing, favor. Say favor. Secondly, secondly, faith. David ran towards Goliath. That takes faith. To run at something as big as a combined harvester coming against you. Great faith still speaks today. The centurion spoke the words. What did he speak? He told Jesus, Jesus, you're so busy. You're taken up with so much. He said, speak the word only and your servant shall be healed. Just speak your word. Faith. Number two, faith. Faith will get you to your breakthrough faster than you can say Jack Robinson. Hallelujah. And Jesus said to the centurion, what did he say in verse 13? Chapter 8, verse 8, then verse 13. Jesus said to the centurion, go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, the first part he says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. To please God. 
Note that word, please. Favor, pleasant, pleasure. Faith, please. Okay? It's impossible to please God. God is pleased. Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. You may not have seen your breakthrough yet, but with the eyes of faith, you can see it so clear, you can even open the door to touch it. Can I hear a good amen? Finally, number three, say fragrance. Fragrance. Favor, faith, fragrance. Read with me first, I mean, Song of Solomon 1.3. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. Your name is like perfume poured out. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfume. Another version says your name is like ointment, perfume poured out. Whose name is that? Jesus. He's the rose of Sharon. Jesus, his name is like ointment poured forth. See, when we please the Lord, it's like releasing a beautiful fragrance. And Song of Solomon woos us to a beautiful, thrilling love relationship with our heavenly lover. We please him when we tirelessly present ourselves to him in prayer, in praise, and in worship, adoring him. Those three things, prayer, praise, and worship as we adore him. Amen? This statement is big. Like Pastor Don says, it took me a while to, to write it down. Nothing can shake the world of your prison and overthrow it suddenly, bringing your breakthrough into view, like the mingling of the incense of your worship with the, with the ointment of his name, or the anointing of his name, which releases a beautiful fragrance in the midst of your trials and your impossibilities. Hey! I wish I had all the time to read it again. It is heavy. It is heavy with food. Heavy with thought. Let me say it again. Nothing can shake the world of your prison and overthrow it suddenly, bringing your breakthrough into view, like the mingling of the incense of your worship with the ointment of his name, which releases a beautiful fragrance in the midst of your trials and impossibilities. Wow. You and I can release fragrance from the incense of our prayer, our praise, and our worship. Next week, we're going to be having just services to worship the Lord. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm just whetting your appetite for next week. Three services where the presence of God and the environment will be so strong to usher in the glory of the King into our midst. Say amen. Now notice it says the fragrance of your incense. How does that, where does that fragrance come from? From your prayer. Just write down Psalms 141 verse 2. May my prayer be set before you like incense and the lifting up of my hands all like the evening sacrifice. 
come on, our praise is like incense as well. Listen to Revelations 8.4. The smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the people. As the people praise, as the people worship, the, the, the praise, the worship, together with the incense of the prayers of the people, the saints went up. And the Bible tells us in heaven, God had a witness and an encounter with that incense. And now, because when you pray, you invoke his name. When you praise, you're praising his name. When you worship, you worship his person. Therefore, when are the incense of my prayer and the incense of my praise and the incense of my worship rises up, incense rises up and ascends to the very throne of God and meets with the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the perfume of his name. Because we cannot pray in any other name. And in midst of that, then a beautiful fragrance, because of that mingling, is released and ushered in. And I tell you, there has to be a breakthrough in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to finish with this scripture. Acts 16, verse 25 and 26. And at midnight, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. What did they do? Prayed and sang, incense is going up. And to God, in the name of the Lord. And suddenly, everybody says, suddenly. There was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. And everyone's bands, chains, were loosed. Can I hear a good amen? Were loosed. Everybody said, loosed. Wow. They had been unjustly mistreated. Imprisoned, bound with chains. That means it wasn't even the right time to praise. It wasn't the right time to even pray. They probably had the strength to pray. They are bleeding. They were stripped and then beaten with stripes. Bleeding. And, and even their, their wounds were gaping at them. Nevertheless, they prayed and sang unto God. And God shook the very foundations, the very thing that had imprisoned them, the very thing that had stopped them. God shook it to the very foundation, the very bondage, the very evil work of the enemy over your life, the lie of the enemy that had been telling you you cannot do it. God shook the it to the very foundation and set them free from every chain. And doors were open. Doors were open. Come on. God's about to shake everything that can be shaken through your prayer through your praise and your worship and nothing will stop God from doing what he says he's going to do. Breakthrough is coming in Jesus' name. Shout yes. Amen. That's what I call a breaking, God broken into this prison. A breakout and breakthrough. God broken, may he break in on your life. May he break out for you. And may he break through for you in Jesus' name, in a God kind of way. Now, opening scriptures, Jesus said, let us go over to the other side of the lake. There's a quote here for you. Christ said, let us go to the other side, not to the middle of the lake and drowned. Which means when God has said he will do something, he will do it. And He will get you over. He will cross you over to the other side of the fulfillment of His promise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, say with me. Lord, 
I get rid of, um, of unforgiveness. I am doing away with anger. I'm doing away with bitterness. I'm doing away with everything that is so limiting. Slander. Malice. I'm doing away in Jesus' name. Forgive me for harboring unforgiveness against my brother. Forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Right now, forgive me for fearing. Fearing when you have told me you are with me. Forgive me. Give me boldness today. Give me faith today. Forgive me for murmuring. Complaining has never helped anybody. Lord, wash me with your blood. I don't want to miss my breakthrough. I don't want to miss what you have promised. I don't want to miss my Canaan. In Jesus' name, forgive me, Lord, for wanting to give up. I say in your presence, as long as I'm in the boat with you, I will not jump out of the boat. I will not give up. I will not give in. I will not quit. And I will not run. Forgive me for doubting. I've been tossed like the waves of the sea. And when I've come so close to my breakthrough, I return to the base. Forgive me, Lord, for creating my own downfall. But today, I want to thank you that I have, and I have heard and I know that I have favor with you. Absolute favor. Your scepter is stretched out to receive me, to accept me, to bless me, to break through for me. Thank you for faith in my heart. I believe, I believe, I believe your word, your promise is true and it shall not fall to the ground without fulfillment. I have my breakthrough in Jesus' name. Now I thank you that I can release a fragrance. Oh, a fragrance. Come on, a fragrance. Come on, a fragrance of worship, of adoration, of praise. Come on, adore Him. Praise Him. Love on your God. Faithful is His name. Mighty is His name. Thank you, Lord. Your name is as ointment, an anointing that is released. Today, everyone who has called upon your name, may that anointing, may that fragrance touch, come and visit every home like it visited that prison and change and bring change, lasting change, deliverance, freedom. You need healing, be healed by the stripes of Jesus. Some of you came here looking for a miracle. Receive your miracle in Jesus' name because there's a fragrance. Let me tell you, when that fragrance came into the, came into the room, Every chain was broken. When that fragrance entered that prison, oh, all the doors were open. 
in Jesus' name. Can I prophesy? God's opening the doors before you into 2024 in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Amen.